0: plushcare.com slash loss
1: Welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast presented by KFC. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined on this week's episode by the accountant, Aside,
2: what to do, man? What to do?
1: Uh, are you gonna you give us accounting advice off the bat? Because you know people don't like your slander. Some people really find uh, some people TM really find uh, <laughs> your slander to be unprofessional. So, what do you do professionally? You, you you're an accountant, so
2: hey, any look, accounting man. advice? Uh, nothing. Just remember, if you have a step lease, um, to set up the deferral, um, so that way you know you represent you know the effective rent over time and your expenses uh because it's not uneven um any rent-free periods you want to record as well so just something to be wary of
1: i gotta say that the two major professions that listen to this podcast as i've been informed are accountants and lawyers so i'm sure they uh they were dying <laughs> dying at your little rents joke oh well
2: um, if you want me to get into the new uh whip rules for professionals Okay. I'm um, bringing them, bringing whip into tax over five years on a deferred basis. Uh, I'm not getting into that.
1: <laughs> no, let's not get into that. Let's talk, uh, let's talk Raptors. Uh, so we're recording this after the Raptors. Uh, smacked up the Pistons. I gotta say, man, honestly, this game should have been closer. But the Pistons are so bricks from three. Like it was bad watching alive. But, yo, they're like, a goddamn pickup team.
2: Like there's nothing to say. Six. About them. They don't play defense. Thirty-five. Yo, they're legitimately like I. I, I like it's ba- they're basically the Cavs, where like Blake Griffin is like you've got this. <laughs> they're basically player. the Cavs. Like, yo, Blake Griffin <laughs> like legitimately is still a good player even though he can't shoot even though he can't really do much like he still can do good things on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, And he's just, like, you look around the floor and you've got Andre Doman, where, like, in the, the, okay, first of all, the first play of the game, they don't know that who's guarding OG <laughs> yeah. Ananobi, the first play of the game!
1: How do you lose someone in transition the first play of the game? Never seen someone like that before, then, never like, have. And the
2: third play of the game, they come down and literally all Siakam does is get a screen from Marc Gasol, not even a fat, mm. like, not even a hard screen, he was literally, it was just, like, a basic action to get, like, get the stuff spaced out at the beginning. They they call a switch. They're sitting on the switch, and Andre Drummond just lets Siakam walk right by him for yeah. an open dunk. I, I'm like, how how is this a team? Yo, what are they doing?
1: It's not a serious club, yeah. man. They couldn't win without Christian Wood. Bruh, you know, he's their second best player. <laughs> he was actually really good in this
2: like three minutes before
1: he got hurt. Um, hopefully Christian Wood is okay. Yeah, I mean, oh man, the Pistons. You know what? Honestly. We're kind of at a point in the season where we kind of know where the Raptors are. Like, if they're playing a like below five hundred team, no matter who's in the lineup, no matter what the circumstances are, on the road, at home, wherever, like they're just gonna win.
2: And it, it's, it's just a, kind of it's a professionalism win, right? Like the Raptors it is, are a yeah. professional team, so they're gonna win against these like complete jokes of franchise. Like you got dudes like these aren't dudes who play basketball seriously. Like I don't care if they're in the NBA. Like yo, that that you, like <laughs> yo, Tony stuff. <laughs> There is zero like what do you call um not job satisfaction. What's the call? What's the word that I'm looking for? Um, like what pride. There's zero pride. Oh, pride! Wow. Professional pride. Like they just come out there just to get their stats and go home. <laughs> in Tony Snell's case, it's like zero, 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 zero in 28 minutes. Like, yo, what are we doing here? Man, I I looked. I had to look it up.
1: But apparently, Luke Kennard averages 16 points a game, like 16
2: NBA points per the game. NBA is but, so sad. If you're on a shit team, you can average 16. How is pitchers. that possible? Man, there's like 15 guys on the Knicks that average 15 points a game, and they lose by 30. I think he next. has like,
1: he might have like, with the Raptors play the Pistons twice. Now? I think he might have like eight points against the Raptors in two games, and the Raptors are playing like their worst defender on him. Worst is relative, obviously,
2: but man. It's really sad. I think that's one like one of the bigger issues right now in the NBA is that they've made it either like a tank or it's like the teams that are tanking mm. are the, like the gap. There's no middle class in the NBA. That's no. the issue. Like the Raptors are closer to the middle class
1: than anything else, and they're, but they're like not. They they're got that's, like a 65 it, win at, percentage.
2: There are 11 teams that have like 60 percent better win percentage. Eleven teams yeah. that are winning over sixty percent of the games. Like I think nine or ten of them are winning like seventy percent of the games. Yeah. And then the bottom like ten teams are losing seventy percent of their games. There's like multiple teams in the NBA that are six and twenty-one, bro. How, both conferences, uh, seven, seven, and eight seeds are like multiple games under five hundred. Yep. That's how bad, like, it's just like the top like the top 10 teams just mm-hmm. need to be in a different league. Like, you need to, like, they need to, honestly, like, one of one of the takes I had, like, a couple weeks ago was just, like, the NBA, like, 30 teams is great, whatever, keep the same number of teams, but you got to relegate. Oh, just man. split it into two leagues. Screw it.
1: That's how we're going to keep Masai away from the Knicks, is uh, relegation happens, and the Knicks are the first to go. Yo, the Knicks can't beat a G League team right now. The Knicks are a G League team right now, They're man. Garbage. You're telling me Justin Anderson can't
2: get over here and, and bonk uh, Marcus Morris on the head? Oh, I wouldn't. Yo, don't even diss Marcus Morris because, like, Marcus Morris is legitimately, like, the one NBA-level quality guy yeah. on their team. Yo, RJ is doing some things. Come on, man. He's a rookie, though. Like, yo, poor RJ, yeah. man. Also, yeah, seriously. shout out to RJ because, like, he's not going to break the Knicks curse. You know the Knicks haven't signed a rookie to a contract after their original four years, since like, just think it's some stupid like two thousand one. It was like Charlie it's Ward like, or some stupid like random person. Did they sign? Did they sign Iman Shumpert nope. or was that the Cavs? Cavs. They traded him. Oh they shit! Traded yeah, Shumpert. that's right. They have not signed that Landry Fields. Any of gone. their rookies to a second contract in like twenty years or something ridiculous like that. And they trade all their picks too. Wow. They, that's it's in that franchise. I don't want to talk huh. about the Knicks. I hate the Knicks. Yeah. You can get me on record. I hate the Knicks. Wow. Sounding like Messiah over here. Bruh. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, yo, the, honestly, the league is just imbalanced or whatever. But, you know, hey, look, listen. Uh, I don't mind seeing the Raptors win. You know, I'm I'm not that spoiled at this point. I still enjoy seeing the Raptors beat up on the Pistons. I thought, uh, you know, Pascal had a nice game. Kyle had a nice game. Kyle and Serge got into rhythm. Let's start with the positives because we'll talk about the negatives from that game because – you know, uh two key pieces go down. But um Colin Surge finding the rhythm. Um, do you what do you think it was with him? Was it just injury? I you,
2: think it was you know, resurgence. I think it that? was just ankle. Like I think in the first yeah. game or two or you saw with him, like he just wasn't like you saw his feet were a little sticky, like when he'd pop, yeah. like he was just not getting the extra half step on that like short roll. He was mm-hmm. like when he would catch and he would like jump up for the jumper you could see his feet weren't set correctly or whatever um and he just lacked a little bit of bounce you could see his foot would get down like his like like his speed of uh, like like foot tap speed like where you tap your foot on the ground and go was mm. it was just slow so you know and he said his ankles getting better and you've seen it like results wise like that little over the shoulder hook shot that he had he was leaving it short now it's getting now it's money again um, yeah. It also helps that he's playing crap teams. That's a great way to get oh, rhythm yeah. back. But, but, hey, it is what it is, you know? Honestly, like, tonight, it was like I, I basically said in the first quarter, oh. like, search. I tweeted out. I'm like, yo, search should score 30 tonight because Andre Drummond does not yeah. know how to guard a pick and roll. He doesn't know how to guard. He doesn't stuff. guard. He doesn't.
1: like I. He doesn't play defense. Yo, the only play he had was Pascal trying to dunk on him with two hands. And he's uh, like, all right, I, he, I better he jump
2: two dunks by fouling people that went uncalled. It's just nuts. Yeah. I, bro, that foul on Terrence Davis got me hot, man. Because you can't, you can't be
1: killing Terrence Davis on every little tic tac foul, and then not call him getting smacked across the arm. My favorite
2: yeah. thing was before the smack across the arm is that he was also pushing him with his other arm. <laughs> in yeah, <the>
1: hip. <laughs> and like, he could have just got back on defense. You know, it's he's like, pretty man, fast for a big guy, but he just people. doesn't try.
2: Like, how are you that in shape and also that out of shape? How is his motor worse than mine? Like, yo, Marcus Gasol is beating you down the court. Do you have no shame? <laughs> No, seriously, man. No, he's really just Hassan Whiteside with iCarly.
1: Yeah, and, and you know it's cool. The, the numbers are huge, and he's going to get a big contract out of it. But like, man.
2: Oh yeah, Charlotte would anyway. love to pay him, man. I can't wait till him and Devonte Graham are running a pick and roll. Oh, you tell
1: me. You know, Charlotte would love, love to get him, man. That that Drummond, biombo combo. Et cetera. Honestly, They're i got to dominate rebounds. I honestly,
2: I think that's the one thing they have to kick out of the All Star game is voting in guys like Andre Drummond, voting in guys yeah. like, like yo, like. I, but yo, I if love, it's not Drummond, like, yo, what kind like, of bigs do you I want, like man? I legitimately like Trey Young, but yeah. your team is getting smacked by like 20 points. They give up 143 points to the Knicks. I don't care if you had 40 yeah. points in that game, man. Like those aren't meaningful points. No, not at all, bro. You're just but it's fun. It's fun watching them. And him, the efficiency numbers aren't exactly there either. So I'm just like, yeah. yo, why, why are we like gratifying this? I mean, you know, some people think uh,
1: you gotta give them a reason to tune in. All the bad teams play 82 games too, and they gotta sell. Like Andre so. is
2: gonna be like a what, a four-time All Star now this year, a five-time All Star or something? That's like kind of disgusting,
1: that's really. Disgusting. Kyle's, like Kyle's a five-time All Star. Like, come on, man, that's not fair. That's that's not equal. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but you know, I, I think you're right, man. I, I think especially with Serge, he's such a rhythm guy too, and. If your foot's not entirely healthy, and he's talked about it, like you know, it, it's just not always going to be there for you. the The, the Raptors are also playing like very aggressive defense. Everyone was like rotating out the perimeter and then doubling. It's a lot of movement, and it, again, if if you're if you got bad wheels, then I don't really. And know the what you're ankle doing there. and the
2: ankle injury is like one that's so common in basketball. Like you know, like yeah, even, yeah. like you can start playing on it like after a mm-hmm. week or two. But you're not going to get your rhythm back until like a month after or two months after potentially. Like we saw yeah. the last two or three years with JV. He'd get off to a hot start. He'd have an ankle injury. Yeah. He'd be back a couple weeks later. But it would take like a month, a month and a half before you'd see him clicking again.
1: Yeah. You'd pick
2: and roll. Same thing. And in saw. the meantime, everyone's slandering him yeah. about his defense. Which, hey, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> then you got Fred at the beginning of this season. He just starts off fire, <laughs> yeah. turns his ankle off on a cameraman. And mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. for like – six to seven games you just didn't have any rhythm efficiency was low efficiency was low and then you know that the the ankle strengthens up again you can start doing things a little bit better and boom you're back yeah so the ankle injuries i'm always like yo you just like once a guy goes down with an ankle it's like all right you just gotta live Mm -hmm. with it as long as the shots are coming like in good process like usually against bad teams the biggest thing to see is is there good process and as long as it's good process who really cares Mm -hmm. So I was always bullish on Kyle and Surge. I was like, yo, it's a good process. It's just like yeah, it's lack of fitness right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And Kyle, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know, man. Honestly, Kyle plays banged up so much that it's hard to tell when he's fully fit. But, like, I'm not worried about Kyle, really. Um, he's been really good sometimes. And some games he's been, like, misfiring uh, and a little bit out of control. But I think in the last couple of games – Especially when Pascal can just be the number one guy, Kyle can really just settle into that playmaker role that he got so comfortable in last year. Last two years, really. But Which especially is his last best year. role. like really, That's like, his best role, yeah. But you need nowadays. someone to be the number one guy. Because those games, like that Philly game, Pascal didn't really want it. He wasn't, well, not even didn't want it. He just wasn't impacting the game the way you would expect the number one guy to be. Yep. And so you, and then, you know, Kyle's like, all right, I got to step up and I got to do Kyle Ball. And it's like, yeah, Kyle Ball works, but not against like the best teams in the NBA, so...
2: Um, yeah. And I think this is a healthier balance like Kyle again, like if his shots not working, he's still going to be a plus player on the floor. And that's oh, really yeah. all you oh, really yeah. care about. Right. Like he's always you're going to get defense out of him. Um, you're going to get great floor game out of him. Uh, yep. And teams always have to guard him because he makes him guard him. Even if you're leaving him for the shot, he keeps forcing the drives and mm-hmm, he keeps mm-hmm. probing. So he keeps being a threat on the floor. Um, which is always great. Like that's, you need to have a guy with a floor game. And then the games where a shot is working, then you have that game, like that first game against Milwaukee, he went freaking nuts. He almost got us back into winning percentage of that game. If yeah, anybody yeah. could hit a shot. Right. Um, same with, I think the game against Boston where everybody was cold and it was just him and Pascal going off. Uh, yeah. that's, that's basically what you should get from Kyle. Like Kyle's barometer, like his Kyle's floor is always going to be a positive player. So mm-hmm. that's all you really need to expect from him was like, all right, bring that for 35 minutes, and then everybody else around him has to be the efficiency markers, right? Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, uh, Mark and Norm Powell have gone down. Uh, this Piston game was – honestly, it was a real sloppy game. Like Derrick Rose hit his head hard twice. Um, you know, Christian Wood got hurt. There were four technicals. And then, of course, Marc Gasol. I mean, the Gasol thing is just like – he just looked kind of old. You know that's a, that's that's a washed
2: injury if I've ever seen. One honestly, you just, I personally you're just I running personally and then you pulled Detroit, your hamstring. I blamed the Detroit arena because like uh, like you could just what? tell from the broad broadcast that the arena was cold. There were okay. not there were not enough bodies in there. They didn't sell enough <laughs> tickets to turn up the heat. It was clearly cold. <laughs> Dudes were not warmed up. Like even the Raptors social media team was just taking pictures and posting them. They weren't even looking for good photos because it was too cold to keep mm. their hands out of their mittens. Uh, sure, yeah, uh, legit and like. Like, there well, there's you, only like 2,000 people in that arena. So. <laughs> that's how you pull a hamstring. And you can tell because the refs did not want any part of this game. They wanted to show uh-huh. up, cash a check, and go home because they were not mm. calling fouls for the first like half of the game. Yeah, Where it's just like I'm pretty sure someone just got smacked across the head on both teams yeah. in consecutive plays and Bro, not a single whistle. Ma- Blake Griffin
1: went down a couple of times, and I'm like – Dude, this is a star player in his home building he like he's not getting a call like all right but then sometimes they will call like tiki tech shit like for like four straight possessions, they're like oh
2: that's a cold that's a grab i was like that's just basketball man like you could call that every play but they clearly and- wanted to get out of that game as fast as possible because any argument they just teed it up they're like yo tee it up i don't want to hear any talk yeah i don't want to delay this game too much more so we're just going to tee it up real quick and keep going mm-hmm. uh Which is, I think, what you end up having. You get these crappy injuries come out of one of these type of games where it's like nobody's taking it seriously. Mm. And this is why I think like this is – this is the thing. This is what happens when you play unprofessional teams. Like the game gets sloppy. Nobody really is focusing every possession or dialed in every possession because it only takes like three possessions to build up a lead. Yep. Because you're getting layups and guys get hurt and it's unfortunate. Um Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And on the Raptors' case, they probably should have put this game away a lot earlier and had their bench guys playing the entire game. Yeah, but that's true. The offense went kind of cold for a while. Yeah, Raps only had like 16 points, I think, in the fourth quarter
1: or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean the Mark thing, whatever, man. It's just an old man running in transition again, and I want a three fast break, and he pulled a hamstring. Like he pulled a hamstring
2: right. jogging, man. He wasn't running. not <laughs> <Yeah>. running. <laughs> that's true. I was.
1: Yeah, so uh, hopefully he's okay, but, you know, he's played a ton of basketball recently uh, in the last year or so, two championships, obviously. So, you know, uh, if Mark misses some time, honestly, it wouldn't be too surprising. Hopefully it doesn't, though, no, because he's been,
2: like, just really important to the team. And he's had a great December. I think, it like, his he December has, yeah. has been shooting, like, A, he, this was uh, coming into he's this scoring a, in the post again. Coming man. into this game, he was six, six of his last seven games, he was shooting over mm-hmm. 50% inside the arc. Yeah. Which is like amazing, and I think his December yeah. stats—he was shooting like forty-eight percent from the field, forty percent from three. Um, mm-hmm. Which, hey, like that's normal Marcus All stats, right? Like, or actually better than normal Marcus All's stats. So, mm-hmm. like, he really did seem like he was finally rounded into like shape and with- rounded. With he was getting up the floor in time to actually be part of the play, which is nice. <laughs> mm. It's like he swallowed
1: a swallowed a wheel and became a <laughs> wheel Kirby. <laughs> As opposed to just a regular Kirby walking up and down the floor. Um, Norm Powell he also got hurt late in the game. Uh, Blake Griffin set a screen. I thought it was a legal screen. Yeah, it's just a tough play. Uh, Norm runs right into him, and he's had an injury to his left shoulder before. Apparently left the game in a sling. That one really sucks. I just feel for him on a personal one,
2: level. That one sucks. Like even like I think there have been a couple people who have called for that type of that type of action to be like the league to crack down on it. Cause it's basically like the offensive player is basically wedging you into that screen. And mm. like, you're seeing all these wing guys get crushed on that. And that's like, like you've seen, you've seen cases where a lot of people get hurt on that. Not even hurt. There's a lot of concussions that happen in those situations just cause you have a lot of head to head contact too. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a really dangerous play. And with like the amount of screens that are set on the wings. Now you just have these massive bodies just crushing these guards. Right. Right. That's true. Um, but that was. I mean, at the bang, same time, bang. though, it like, was still a legal play. It's a legal play,
1: yeah, yeah. And it's just like, ouch! That, yeesh. that thing looked terrible, man. Uh, Norm immediately holding the shoulder. Hopefully, it's not too bad. But I'm also kind of uh, bracing for the worst here. It just sucks with the timing, man. Norm Powell has been
2: balling of late. Like oh, you yeah. tweeted out that, those stats, like the last nine games. What was Norm doing? He was putting up. Uh, it's like 20 points on like 58% shooting, 47 three. Mm-hmm. And oh. he was giving you like, two steals a game, too, which is, like, nuts. He's, like, he's yeah. putting on a I lot – He's been
1: low-key low disruptive, man. And I was, like, all right. He's been be- this is the best defensive year of his career, yeah.
2: too. And he's shooting – he's been – like, he's, this season, like, the biggest adjustment was he's just finishing at, like, an elite level. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and the one – Above biggest, 70%. The biggest thing to note rim. is, like, anytime he catches the ball in the dunker spot, it's just one-hand dunk. Like, mm, anytime yeah. he goes down the baseline, he's been one-hand dunking that – Straight up, yeah. like no reverse layup, no, none of that nonsense, just straight dunking. And that's probably the only thing I'm worried about with the shoulder injury is that he'll get a little bit flakier on the finishes because yeah. it's his left shoulder. So it shouldn't like shot wise, it probably shouldn't affect too much. But yeah. my worry would be if he has some time off and he comes back and the shoulder feels weak, that that finishing mm. might be a little weaker. But he's done a really good job being like a direct line attacker. um And just like his decision making on choosing when to attack has been a lot better in just like catch and go situations. So,
1: yeah. Sucks. It sucks. It it really sucks, man. And he's found a really nice rhythm with the starting lineup. So nice to the point where Nick was even talking seriously and in depth about how he's going to change the starting lineup. You know what I mean? Like the idea was once Fred came back, all of a sudden you had three guards in two spots between Kyle, Norm, and Fred. And, you know, Fred, uh, sounds like Fred's going to come back. I mean, Fred was playing, like, Kings Court, you know, one-on-one, something like that, in practice, playing pretty hard. They played for, like, an hour. So I'm like, all right, so he's probably good. He, they didn't bring him to Detroit, thank God. <laughs> Definitely don't want him coming back in a game like this. You know, who knows what would happen out there. Um, you know, it's, it's way better to bring him back in a game uh, against uh, the Wizards, who, who played literally zero defense. The Wizards are a hilarious team. They they have actually played no defense whatsoever this year, um, but yeah, I mean you know it, it was a concern, and honestly, I didn't think it was that much of a question because I, I know how much Nurse admires Fred, and I know how much Kyle Lowry could be a pain in the ass, and also Kyle shouldn't come off the bench, man. Like Kyle's too good to come off the bench. Let's be real. We just saw it tonight. Yeah, the man had a triple double. But, I think um, it's
2: just stupid conversations. Like I. I... Like this idea That's that I Norm think Norm
1: I didn't think Norm was actually going to be in the
2: starting lineup period and so I think, I couldn't believe like, Nick actually entertained like, for that much. Like my thing is like people are like, oh clearly Norm plays better with the starters and yeah like there's historical context to it. But like just looking at this season, I don't think you can like look at the sample from this season and say oh he's just better as a starter because like his starts have come because of dudes being injured and like his like a lot of the bench times he came off the bench were games that were either very early in the season when they didn't have really understood how they're gonna play with the bench or had figured out mm-hmm. what their system was gonna be. Yeah. Uh, and then you know like he has a couple spot games coming off the bench. He just has some bad shooting games every so and so. Like a lot of his bad games just oh he had a bad shooting game. Um so like today was like, a bad shooting game. I, like he didn't really play well with the siders today and I don't for personally believe I honestly I just can't buy it. Just the way he plays I don't buy that he would be any worse with a bench unit versus a starting unit if you have both Kyle and Fred back because if you, Do have, you think if you have it's both like a ball movement thing, kind of thing it might be a ball movement thing but if like if you actually have a fully healthy team and you have Kyle and Fred available he's always going to be on the court with a point guard that's true right and like you're talking about mixed lineups like you're always going to have potentially like Marcus Hall out there Playing, I think mixed mixed units with the bench. Um, You're gonna have Kyle Lowry playing in mixed units with the bench, and Norm's role, like the the, one of the biggest things that we saw in the last couple of months was after he got called out, Mm -hmm. he just became much more direct with attacking, and much more fearless with his shot. Yeah, which is that I don't think that has anything to do with him starting or coming off the bench. I just don't buy it. Yeah, like from a player quality standpoint, whether you want to balance it, balance the roster better, I don't think it matters. Your closing unit is still going to probably have Fred Van Vliet in it. Yeah. Um, and depending on who's hot, you either have Norm or you have OG, right? Depending on what you need. Mm. Um, it's a non-problem to me. And I don't think, like, yeah. people think bench Kyle. That's the dumbest thing I've heard. Bench no, Kyle man. for Fred? No, bench Kyle, Why? man. Why? Why no. would you not play? Like, you want to play your five best players as many minutes as you can. Kyle Lowry is, yes. like, a top three player on this team at the yeah. worst. And even though Norm is playing really well and he's hot
1: right now, like, objectively speaking, Fred is just a better player than Norm.
2: Yeah, and, like... like I don't even think that's a question. He's better for, on both ends of the floor. You want your Like, best Norm just scores. And your best players on the but Like, Norm gives you one added benefit of just giving you someone who can attack the rim. But Fred's a better yep. shooter than him, a better decision maker than him. And, like... People are like, oh, well, Fred and Kyle haven't played that well together this season. Um, well, first of all, they've barely been healthy. And, like, historically, they've always played well together. <laughs> yeah. Like, you we a got much- a sample
1: size going back last year. Bro, yeah. they, beat the, they beat the Warriors with that lineup, man. <laughs> Like, I get it. Whatever. They had Quinn Cook out there. You know what I mean? Like, it's different. But still. It's There's the 20 Warriors, teams man.
2: in the league that start Quinn Cook. So,
1: Yeah, essentially. They're telling me Jeff Teague isn't just Quinn Cook?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I thought it was a non-issue altogether, to be honest. Um, I Honestly, I also looked at it from the perspective of, like, not that this is how you should manage your team, because you should manage your team to win, whatever. But there is a consideration of the fact that Norm is under contract multiple years. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be here in Toronto, or the Raptors are going to trade him. That's it. Those are the only two possibilities. Whereas Kyle is like a franchise icon. Like, literally the most important Raptor of all time in terms of how much he contributed to wins. And then Fred is an impending free agent. And I'm not saying that Fred is uh, so sensitive that if you bench him, then he's going to start pouting and, and never resign or something like that. He's not like that. He's obviously a man of high character. But at the same time, if you were just looking at it from like a HR perspective, I'd probably look to keep Kyle and Fred happier than I would with Norm. Because there's more incentive. Norm is under contract. There's nothing he's going to do. It's not he's
2: even just that. There. Those... They're both better players than Norm. And they're both better. <laughs> I don't understand. But you know what?
1: People get really hung up on this thing about like, oh, you can't have two six-foot guys out there. Norm is 6'4". It's better defensively. and I just – I don't get it, man. Like, Have you
2: watched Fred – that's what I'm exactly. saying. Have you watched Fred play defense? <laughs> you have one of the most elite what? Like, point guard defenders. Like, wh- plain and simple, just defenders on the court. Like, he when you Steph have Curry. Fred and Kyle on the court, like, sure, you're short. You might have some, re- and they're not even bad rebounders. Norm is worse. they the worse rebounder than both of them. Norm is the classic twenty four one and three guy. Yeah, like it yeah. feels very like I know anecdotally you'd be like, oh yeah, six four guy, he's bigger. You put mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, and he does more athletic things. But like, I think when you actually look at it, like Fred and Kyle, Fred and Kyle just play a better game than Norm does. So I don't think. This, it's a ridiculous. I, yeah. I don't. And also the, the, the mixed bench lineups
1: bench. thing, man. Like, Norm's going to play plenty
2: of minutes as the two guard. Even if he came out the bench, he was still going to play 30. Also, like, why would you maximize Norm over maximizing Kyle or Fred? Don't you want that your best say. players to be maximized first <laughs> and yeah. then your role players? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, it's uh, it, it's sort of an issue down the line anyway because Powell is now out. And, again, it just really sucks. Man. We're not going to have a play healthy real, team to the, best the deadline anyway, so it doesn't matter. <sighs> it's Just like last year, and then they'll win the title again. Yeah. Out of nowhere. <laughs> um, Speaking of winning the title, the Raptors. So, okay, a lot of these games people I've already seen. Like, whatever. We know they're going to beat under 500 teams. The issue right now is their performance against over 500 teams. And you look at it, they have a great win against the Lakers. As yep. One of four teams to beat the Lakers this year. Uh, they had a great win against the Sixers. Uh, of course, they lost the Sixers later, but still, they had a great win against the Sixers. Uh, and they beat Utah and they beat uh, Brooklyn. But other than that, they're you know they have eight losses. All eight of their losses this year have come against uh, top eight or pretty much top ten teams in the NBA. And it, it is a little bit
2: concerning. So I I'll think just the ask ones, you: the ones that are more why? concerning to me are the ones where it's like. Again, it comes down to process, right? Like like mm. if you're talking about the game against Miami, they yeah. could not hit a shot. They got a lot no, of good shots, but... and they could not hit one. So that one I'm not going to But they also kind of played like ass in right? that game. Yeah, no, I'm not going They, gonna lie. they, they did kind of played play like ass. garbage. That's fair. But like they also missed a ton of shots. and I'm like, all right, I can live with that loss, right? And they went to overtime. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to complain about that. Like when you're playing sure. a top team, you expect it to be a close game. It's going to be competitive. Mm-hmm. If you're expecting yeah. the Raptors, like oh they're not they're not a good team unless they're blowing out all the top teams in the league. It's just not gonna nobody happen. blows out all the top nobody teams does. in the league, man. Literally, it's when, not the Shaq and the Kobe stats, Lakers. There's not a single team in the league that's blowing out the top team in the league. Even the Bucks no. have trouble against the top teams in the league, and they are the yeah. top team in the league. The, the so, Lakers
1: squeak by like f- by like five points against teams like the Hawks. <laughs> yeah, and it's like
2: know. so that's why I'm like I don't terribly care that much i look kind of in the process the one thing that's obvious the raptors since they don't have like that a plus guy like they don't have that Mm -hmm. apex superstar they need to be healthy yeah like if you're not like they're gonna beat these teams with depth of quality right like they have seven dudes who can be starters on championship teams yeah right but they need all seven of those guys if they're gonna beat these teams
1: yeah, like, and then you know, all pieces, like rolling too. Then it
2: becomes difficult because you're just not going to have the floor game to win. That's true.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you look at the case by case, there is a the thing. I I don't want to make excuses for the team necessarily, but that Milwaukee game, I, I consider that a legitimate loss. Whatever. Yeah, honestly, Milwaukee's a better Milwaukee's, team than on
2: that night. Straight. Up. They are. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they were on the road and stuff like that. It's 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 a tough situation. But you look at some of it. The, the Miami game, Kyle comes back. He's clearly like. Bro, like the guy shot like two of eighteen from the field. You can't tell me that was
2: a representative. That's a game, game.
1: where you Yeah, it's not a representative sample. And even if
2: it's not representative, it went to overtime, so who cares? Yeah, yeah. Like that's a uh, that's a fair loss. Like you just take that. That's a coin flip loss. Da- whatever. The
1: the Dallas and Clipper games on the road, they were freaking exhausted. Like they yeah. just they ran out of gas completely. They actually competed real good in that clipper game for three quarters and then they lost it. And then the, the Mavs game kind of the same deal. They just had nobody that had any gas. Very shorthand in those games the Houston game. That they played that played more of a janky defense in that Houston game than they played in the NBA Finals. Let's be real. Steph Curry was crying about yeah. the box and one, but really like <laughs> they, they trapped James Harden half court with two defenders.
2: That every play. That was one of those games where like it's a legitimate loss cuz they just straight up got outclassed, but also it yeah. was like Nick Nurse was just try clearly yeah, that, trying crap out. That was an experimentation scouting. game. That was an experiment game. It's like okay, I mean, you take the loss. I honestly, even last year's team, I would have thought would have had trouble against Houston in a seven-game series. They did. They lost. They lost twice against Houston, Houston. Just has the way that Houston plays um, yeah. is built to beat the Raptors. Like yeah, the that's way true, that we actually. play, de- the Raptors play defense because the Raptors are help heavy and they zone up a lot. So you're yeah. just going to get burned by single pass shots a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah and then you look at it. Oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. And then yeah, if you go to man to man, then they have the you know the best one on one guy in the game. So. It's yeah. Difficult. <laughs> it
1: is. Hey, it is difficult. Um, the Celtics game. Honestly, I thought that that was a legitimate loss to me. That's like they loss. had the, the, the team healthy and it's also on I the road. I would, like, actually, no. Fred was out for that
2: one. Oh yeah, he had the ankle that thing. Was right? The ankle thing. Yeah, Fred was out. It well, was on the road. It was a close game. I don't really care. Too it much. was a real close game. So you live yeah. with it. Now I'd have more concern if we're like these next two games against the Celtics, mm. if we get completely dominated. But I don't know. Are we
1: gonna have? Are we gonna have Mark? I mean, like even Norm. Like, are we gonna have Norm? Like, you know, You know. You never know. I want
2: to. I want to see what the records over teams versus 500 really means. Because the thing is, there's only 10 of them, and they're so far over 500, where like yeah. losing to any of them is mm-hmm. not like a giant X on your chest. No, especially right? if it's on the road or yeah. with difficult circumstances, right? And the thing is, it's like there are just so few representative games left in the regular season that are really going to matter playoff-wise. I think all mm-hmm. it really comes down to is let's just see how the guys are performing. The one thing that does concern me is Pascal against winning teams has just not had a good game. The only like yeah. legitimately good game he's had against a winning team was the first Boston game where he went off from three. Oh, no, the Sixer game. No, he didn't. He didn't have nah, a terribly yeah. great game that game. What? Like He had the to not finish it. He had, and he had that and one over and yeah, over too. He struggled most of that game. Like I, I'm yeah. not gonna say he didn't struggle that game. I think he shot under fifty percent that game as well. I mean, he shoots under fifty percent a lot. Yeah, look, well, it's like it's night and day. It's like against twenty teams in the league, he shoots like fifty-five to sixty percent. And Then against like yeah. the top ten, he shoots forty.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's a concern. That's a yeah. concern. And that's you know, where, that's the top where the teams. concerns
2: come in, right? So that's really all it is. I think defensively, I've never been less concerned about a raptor team mm. yeah they know what to do yeah so
1: especially if they're not screwing around they, they know what to do
2: so i'm not too worried about concern honestly i just think the playoffs are going to be ridiculously fun this year and yeah. i think we're at a point in the league where it's so even in terms of like there just isn't enough difference between teams where one team losing to another in a seven game series is just like oh they're garbage yeah right that's Unless true. the Raptors win, in which case I will be here to say that every single oh, yeah. team is complete garbage. Buddy, listen, Slender Pod's gonna happen. <laughs>
1: um, last thing before we go to break and then take some Twitter questions. Do you, okay? So one of my concerns is if you are gonna be honest about the whole thing, one of the reasons why we're losing against these above five hundred teams, you know, even putting aside all the factors that are extenuating factors, is that you don't have like that Kawhi level Superstar yep. who can sort of just change the momentum of a game. Not even a quiet-level superstar, but even the way Jimmy Butler changed the momentum of that Heat game. Yep. Right? You don't have that. Pascal is not on that level yet. But can Pascal get to that level this year? Is that realistic in your mind? And if so, what does he need to kind of do? What else does he need to add to the game? Because right now, he's taken a leap. He's expanded his production.
2: But it doesn't always necessarily transit against the best teams. Yeah. I want to see how he comes out after the All-Star break. Because that's usually when like, the games start ma- mattering a little bit less so you can start working on your game and kind of start reading things and you understand how teams have scouted you. Mm. Like, the big thing that he doesn't do, he doesn't draw fouls. Like, straight up. Like, it's real concerning. Like, the, for the amount like, of fouls, is... he just doesn't draw fouls and a lot of that is on him. Like, he doesn't position himself right. And he's not mm. finishing well because of it, too. Because he's taking contact yeah. at the wrong time because he's not setting it up correctly and he's screwing up his finishing. Like, the amount, like, there have been, like, last season we remember... Like, there was at least one or two and ones a game that basket. Oh, play, yeah. And then he just missed the free throw. But <laughs> this season, it's like you don't even get yeah. an and one. Like, he'll just get fouled. And it's like, man, yeah. how are, why are you bricking these same layups? Mm. And a lot of that's kind of positioning because he's attacking from a face up rather than off of a cut or whatever it might be. Yeah. He's
1: also attacking from farther out too. Yeah, the, the Raptors in last year would not feature Pascal in the same way they do right now.
2: And I do think he takes a lot of. Right now, he's taking a lot of test shots, where it's like he gets the big on the switch, mm-hmm. and he like, "I could drive past this guy," but he's like, "No, let me t- let me try this jumper that I have." Let me just pretend he's Joel Embiid yeah. in the and he's, series. He's taking a lot of, like, he's doing a lot. He did it today. He got Drummond on a switch late in the, like, in the fourth quarter, and it was like the time the Raptors are slowing down a little bit. And he just settled for a jumper when I thought he could easily have attacked because he had like sixteen seconds on the shot clock, fourteen seconds on the shot clock. Yeah. And it was those are straight up the jumpers where he's just trying it out. Where he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I find that's a little weird with him is his his shot consistency is really it's it, it it's it confuses. Where he'll yeah, keep, it's strange. he'll be hitting threes but missing mid ranges by a lot. Or he'll be like nailing like fadeaways and not be able to like like his like the variance in his misses and his makes, mm-hmm. like, in how they look. I awesome. mean, the shot is still a little strange, though. It like is. Even when you watch it
1: in practice and stuff, like, it's not – he's not money in a way where, like – I got to watch a lot of Kawhi warm-up, for example. Like, that guy's money, like, automatic. Like, he's going to make that jumper every single time. Contest it. doesn't really matter. Everything's consistent. The footwork, the way he's going up and down, everything's steady. With Pascal, there's a there's kind of a lot of moving parts. You know, like yeah. that footwork's a little weird. Like uh, that guy, dot on uh, <laughs> YouTube, the shot impersonator, uh, he did a Pascal episode, and he really highlighted the fact that Pascal basically does the stanky leg when he <laughs> shoots the jumper, which I think is hilarious. Um, but it's true. And I think, honestly, the inconsistent footwork and the way he's launching the shot is not always the
2: same. Yeah. You know what I mean? So And I do think the one positive that we've seen the last few games is his – catch and shoot from all mm. over the floor is yeah, money. money no his catch yeah. and shoot whether it's from the top of the key or the corners is money so whenever he mm-hmm. needs to get going like today mm-hmm. we saw it he wasn't hitting anything for like a while in that third quarter and then mm-hmm. kyle basically kyle got him set up in the corner would run uh um, my high pick and roll with surge um mm-hmm. help defender would come over surge throws Serge the pass. somehow Got Serge makes the extra record. pass. Yeah, and Serge is hitting that pass. Okay, great. Yeah, um, And he's hitting that shot. And I think he had one catch and shoot where he was literally coming off of a curl, basically. And yeah, yeah. as soon as he caught it, he just went up. It was at the wing. The that was against wing. Kevin Love. Yeah. And, it and was then like, Kevin Love yelled at his teammates yeah. and balled his fists and walked up the floor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out Kevin Love, man.
2: Honestly, uh, him and him and Blake Griffin having like basically the same careers is... <laughs> Oh, man. Remember all those debates? Remember the, Who's the best power no, forward? The Marcus Aldridge, lockout, Kevin Lovore. Remember or... the lockout when they started doing YouTube videos together? <laughs> they had a Jenga commercial. No, I don't remember that. Bro, it's like, it was like...
1: That was a weird year, they had NBA players had too much add, time on their hands. You gotta
2: Google it, because it's hilarious. Basically, they went into okay. an empty court, and uh-huh. they were playing Jenga, <laughs> and the what? Jenga tower was set up like a mid-quarter at the free-throw line. Uh-huh. It's like Blake Griffin like dunking a Jenga piece onto the top. like kevin love taking like a bank shot off the backboard onto the jenga tower and i'm like Mm. this is really weird because like blake griffin does highlights and kevin love does bank shots (laughs) i mean now they both do bank shots (laughs) (laughs) yo shout out i want to say i don't want to slander too much because blake griffin had one of the nicest passes i saw in today's game it was like early in the first half caught it um like elbow extended on the left side Mm. And yeah. he, you know, gets the gets into the triple threat or whatever. Has the ball over his head, one hand, no look pass to the opposite wing because Norm was looking the wrong direction to Luke Kennard for a three. Uh, yeah, I screen cap that.
1: Yep. Um, it was a very nice pass, but also Norm completely looking like 180 degrees the wrong way while Kennard has the ball in his head is hilarious. <laughs> my,
2: my favorite part is he's not even looking at the ball. So he's not even ball watching. He's just not – he's looking at the opposite (laughs) rim. He's
1: just not cognizant, man. His mind's wandering like, damn. that was me in Chinese school, I was like, I don't care about any of this. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we will take some of your Twitter questions. Welcome back to the second half of the Raptors Over Everything podcast presented by KFC, still here with Assad. We are going to take Twitter questions. Uh, but first, Assad, you and I, along with uh, our boy Sahal and uh, Dhruv, who we have not mentioned on the podcast before, um, we're going to play on the Raptors Republic 3 on 3 tournament January 19th are you ready man how how's your how what, what's how are you feeling about the tournament because uh, last year you and drew
2: kind of carried us i'm not gonna lie bro, i'll be honest i'm like 15 pounds heavier than i was last year <laughs> so right. it's gonna be a little messy um we'll see how it goes i don't really mind i have like i've i've kind of settled into settled into like what i can do on the floor i think in a four on four tournament just come it's three on three right three on three yeah, yeah Three on three tournament it's okay as long as like you get floor balance so as long as they're not sure. trapping you too hard, as long as Woodley doesn't, you know, take out my knee and like my knee oh, and my wow. ankle in the first play. Wow, expose him. Sean Woodley.
1: Michael M- Matthew Delavodova. Him and Surge.
2: Here. Him and Surge just pinned me on a drive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dirty play. We lost that game by one. Anyways, no, I expect we go to win yeah. our blogger bracket easily this season. I was uh, gonna say, man, you, you, like I see the stat lines. I'm a little concerned, I'm not gonna
1: lie. I do I do scout you personally. Yeah. Um, you know, I do see the stat lines, but I have to remember that it's one thing to Go like one of seven against you know good players in Milton, and it's another thing to go you know like I mean honestly I, I expect court. you to hit every like, jumper over Blake Murphy. Like, so it's more
2: just like yo full court five on five having to play yeah, point like, guard yeah, yeah, yeah. and being trapped That's at t- half court consistently the That's entire tough. game. A lot hard, tough. Like even like my three wow. ball catch and shoot, I'm good right now. Off the dribble is mm-hmm. a little weak. I'll be honest. Um, okay. i'm not getting from the three-point line to the rim very easy right now but we'll see how it goes i don't i don't All expect right. to be in trouble the thing is the extra weight's great because if i catch you in the post it's a bucket automatic oh
1: buddy i've looked forward to uh you and blake <laughs> going at it once again it's a damn shame what's gonna happen to blake murphy oh yeah it's a damn shame and then you know uh drew three-point
2: shooter that young steph man brown steph curry brown steph curry steph real curry bro uh oh, wow. he's come out that that's great man just shoot from 40 <laughs> and see how it goes yeah. No, uh, he had games where he gave us like thirteen points and you know the, the, the final score
1: was like nineteen. Like, to 7. I'm not
2: lying. Like Groove Droove is like a legitimate stereotypical brown man. Like he works for Oracle, I'm pretty sure. He does Net stuff. He does net <laughs> wow. implementations by day and shoots forty foot threes by night. Yeah. So yeah, don't don't underestimate the chubby little five foot six dude, okay? He may waddle yeah, he may waddle like Yo, a oh,
1: he's taller than five six, man. He's like give him like five eight. Allow the man. He's like five eight. Don't, don't understand, but plus shoes like five nine, you know.
2: <laughs> plus shoes, he's a Fred
1: VanVleet, six feet tall. Bro, did he smoke before or after the tournament last year? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great, and then Sahal. I, I don't know how Sahal plays, but um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stereotype. So I'm just gonna. Stop, <laughs> I'm gonna sidestep that one. I'm gonna sidestep that one. Nah,
2: All man, right, we're we taking seen, questions. You've seen Sahal in person, okay? Like you know uh, he sets good screens, yo. Wide base.
1: <laughs> Dad, we're going to have two Chuck Hayes on the team. <laughs> <laughs> we're setting cross screens so you can get a post up. We're really running the JV offense for you now, man. Oh, buddy. <laughs> okay. All right. Taking Twitter questions. Uh, first one from Kate, who I, I think this might be the Kate that calls into the call in show. Uh, hopefully it is. Uh, and if it is, please confirm so I can follow back. But, uh, yeah, Fred. It's so okay. Fred has started appearing in absolutely lit fits on the sidelines, rivaling even Will Lou fits. Wow, that's that's a high bar. Uh, Fred is also appearing shortly in Serge's new Mafuzi style YouTube show, premiering tomorrow. Uh, coincidence? Do you think? Do you like Fred's fits on the sidelines? Yo, he got an Ame- Fred,
2: he got an Amex deal, man. He's dressed like an exec. He really does dress like you know. He looks Someone like an agent the on the man. He looks like Kyle's agent half the time when they're talking. Wow. Legitimately, Fred's just like, Fred's in his business attire because, you know, he, mm-hmm. he's practicing for his day job. Honestly, like, yo, you saw Fred Van Vliet. He's like five foot nine. He's like your classic American Express executive, man.
1: <laughs> Fred Van Vliet's like showing up at your door being like, you've been approved for a $2,000 <laughs> credit limit increase. Do you accept? And you're like, uh, I don't know.
2: $20,000 uh, load, no questions asked, 40% interest, APR. <laughs> yo.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Fred the Scammer, I can't wait, man. That's the contract he's going to sign. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, my favorite fit, actually, on the sidelines um, has been Matt Thomas wearing, like... And I don't want you to, like... You can't really make fun of people that make, like, a million dollars, like... uh I don't make a million dollars. I close to it, but it is funny to see, relatively
2: speaking, like that he's on one hand from the international clothiers' Boys section. Yo, I'm telling you, man, he's like Serge ser- is spending like 99 suits, buy one get two free. <laughs> yo,
1: I'm seriously, he's really like, honestly, at home, I'm expecting him to like draped head to toe in echo gear, like, like honestly, my favorite man, thing like,
2: is just like a V neck with a blazer on top. It's like, yep,
1: this is business. That's how I dressed when I had to be professional. In the NBA Finals, <laughs> <laughs> there's pictures of me doing that. Black T-shirt and then like
2: a jacket Honestly, off the I rack it, man. from yo, H&M. If this is his only NBA contract, like yo, you stretch the no, no, four million on. and make it your like ten years worth of salary, man. You got to do it. No, he's gonna go to Euroleague. You'll be all right. He'll Dang. be making euros. It'll be
1: good. Yeah, worst you know, case scenario, scenario Alex the Spanish teams sign help you not pay. Man. That's
2: Alex's true. am working actually, the phones yeah. already.
1: I, honestly, Alex dresses better than uh, Matt Thomas. It's not close, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that that's my Matt Thomas is uh, all all H and M fits is is probably my favorite man because he's even down to the pants. Like he doesn't even like splash for like nice pants. It's just you know skinny chinos H and M twenty nine dollars. Like that's that's what he's rocking <laughs> to every game. Uh, next one from Jeff. When will Matt Thomas be back? We might need him. If Norm is out for a while. So Matt Thomas uh, fractured his finger. And so that's a four to six week injury, which I know uh, very well because I also had the exact same fracture very recently. Um, You know, I'm still podcasting through the pain. So uh, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, you know, he got hurt like what uh, on the 23rd of November. So, you know, he should be back very soon. I would say like as early as Christmas. We'll see. I'm sure everyone's going to want to play in that Christmas game. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, how much do you actually see Matt Thomas, like, playing if he's back?
2: Well, if Norm's out for a long, like, extended amount of time, I can see him getting 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. Like, that's probably the max of Matt Thomas' role. Because, again, like, his entire role is, like, you're out there. You better be just, like, the most efficient offensive player you can be. Like, he just has to be a weapon because otherwise there's no point in him being out there, right? So, if he's out there, his usage rate should be, like, 80%. Well, I'll he I'll
1: have to say this: the most shots he's taken is six. Yeah, he's but sh- also he did that in
2: twelve minutes, so that's pretty that's good. Pretty good. So that's really what he has to do. Like as long as and I think before he got hurt, he was starting to get there where he was just taking shots, and he was taking yeah. like he was getting there and he was getting ready to shoot, and that's Off all dribble, he really used to do. Leaning, yeah, and he's he's shown that he's pretty good at making the pass, even though he doesn't really create any advantages for himself. <laughs> Damn! Well, all these sound like
1: disses, even though we're not trying to diss the guy.
2: Yo, but here's the thing though: he's here back. Like he, he's a bench player. Like he's perfectly fine as a bench player. Mm. Like you're not expecting him to be a starter, right? If he can fill in 12 to 15 minutes and be like a, like there's no reason for Matt Thomas not to play in a bench lineup with Kyle Lowry, because you need like you just need offense off the bench, right? Yeah, so yeah. why not? And you have a you have a surplus of defenders to to cover for him. exactly. Throw him out there if yeah. he's hot. You let him run for a couple bits. He gets you like ten points in a hurry. That that's all you really need, right? Yeah. All right, next one for my guy, Brian
1: Goldfinger. Goldfinger, personal injury law. Shout out, longtime sponsor of the uh, of the Will Lou product. Um, but he asked, "You are Masai. Do you tear it down or stay the course?" Super hot take response. Please, no diplomatic wishy washy answers where you stay neutral, won't hold you to it. I know you don't have a crystal ball. Hot take, do I stay the course or not? If I'm going to give my very, very hot take, I'm going to say you move surge. I actually don't think you move Kyle this year. I think you move Kyle in the off season, and then you when you re-sign uh, Fred. But I think you can move surge for something. But the thing is, with Mark out now, probably a little harder to move surge. I'm not gonna lie to you. You can't really be playing like Don Juan Hernandez extended minutes in January, although the schedule is quite light. I think you might actually be able to get away with like Pascal if mean, We don't play DeJuan. anybody good.
2: We play no, the we, Celtics uh, twice, play. Indiana once, and yeah. then like I think the Sixers once and the Bucks once, and that's our schedule till February first. We play garbage I mean, teams. Yeah,
1: so it, it's really light, but uh yeah, that's that's my hottest take is that you, you move surge right now for what you can get. And then you, uh, and then you let. Well, I mean, you test the market for for Kyle next summer, and I actually think you could probably get a nice return for Kyle next summer, only in the sense that like it's a thirty-one million dollar expiring contract in a year where everyone wants to get into free agency. Um, Obviously, it's a little tough because I don't think the Raptors want to take back that much money, but it could be something there. So that's
2: that's my hot take. I I don't want to trade Kyle this year. Me personally, I I I would I wouldn't trade Kyle or Mark. There's no point uh mark especially because they're they're both plus contributors and you're a winning team i wouldn't trade yeah exactly you you stay the course like this team is not like like you get a little Mm. like this team is like a little bit of luck away from going to the finals honestly if they're healthy you get one injury you're in the finals um i'm not Mm. i'm not terribly like you get one hot streak against like one team and one injury you're in the finals like that's not Mm. nothing like just to throw away you definitely don't tank because, A, I, I think it's impossible to tank at this point. You're not mm, going to get no. out of the are playoffs. Are you
1: kidding me? Like, it There's is, no way, man. Like, they're like they're The Raptors already have like 19 or 20 wins. Like, <laughs> there are teams that will not get the 20 wins this year.
2: Yeah, because you're, you're going to make the playoffs with 36 wins in the East. So yeah. the Raptors are not going to go 16 and 40 to end the season regardless of mm-hmm. what you do, right? So, no, they'd have to lose every game. So there's no point. You're not going to get anything of real value. Like I looked around the trade. Like, I played around with the trade machine, and I couldn't find a single, like, I couldn't find a single player that I'd want to trade for. Like, do you want to trade Mm -hmm. Serge Ibaka for Derek Favors? That's not really. No. There's nobody that's really available that's worth trading for, and it's like, ah, screw it. So, like, even if you wanted to get rid of Serge, it's like, are you getting anything that's even, like, give? That's the thing. Are you getting any value this year for it? Like, a draft pick maybe, but no one's giving you a draft pick for Serge. Especially since, you know, Serge fits into the current system. He's a good locker room
1: guy. Um, and he's also a guy that raises the ceiling of your team. Because we've seen it in the playoffs. Yeah, right? when he's Serge hot, Sometimes we'll have, like, like Serge is 17 like points in a game in, right? that's like, hard. You know? If Serge
2: is cooking, then, like, he becomes, like, a top 10 player. Yeah. Uh, if he's cooking. And then if he's not playing well, then you just bench him. Uh, it's not yeah. that hard. and he's And the fact that you actually have him in a place where he's not mad about being benched mm-hmm. or not, like, yeah, he's cool with it either exactly. way. Exactly. So you're good with it. Yeah. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't blow anything up. I think with the Kyle Lowry thing, I don't even think there's value in trading him next season. Like I just don't nah. – like I don't know who you would get back on a contract that would make sense for Kyle sure. Lowry. Like, The contract that makes sense is tough. That's the thing. I'm like honestly, I can just totally see Kyle Lowry like after letting this deal expire and either they just part ways or they bring him mm. back for like a five to $6 million deal for like a retirement deal. Or even ten. Yeah, I
1: man. mean, hey, man, listen. listen Adam, good luck. Good, good luck signing Colorado a five million dollar deal.
2: You're right? signing him at thirty six out of five million dollar deal. We'll see. But, you know, honestly. who knows, man? I
1: didn't, I didn't think he'd get thirty extra million dollars at his current age. <laughs> but, hey, so he's he's clearly uh hard to negotiate with.
2: But you know, honestly,
1: I mean, I want to give you a hot take. I really do. But I don't think there's that much you want to do with this roster. I think it's a developmental year, and you want to give these guys that you're developing for the future the best chance to succeed
2: this year and beyond. I just and, think there's nothing. You know, I'll tell you my, kind of my set one up that way, is I don't care what we pay Fred Van Vliet. That's the one thing. Yeah. We keep talking about oh, what's Fred's contract gonna be? I'm I do not care what Fred's no, 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 we. We can name names. Who who are you talking about? <laughs> no, nah, are, are you talking about someone with no name? Nah, no, no, I don't know. Anyways, my thing is like, yo, I see it consistently on Twitter it's like, oh, how much are we gonna pay Fred Van Vliet? Are we gonna do you really wanna sign him or is keeping uh, Yo, I, I love
1: when people I'm I love like, when hey. people talk about signing Fred Van Vliet as if he's gonna get shorter in, in the future. They're like, yeah. but bro, he's only he's, you know in two years he's gonna be like 5'6. It's like
2: <laughs> what? Saying, Fred Van Vliet, <laughs> like Can you name ten point guards in the league right now better than Fred Van Vliet? You literally can't. It's very difficult to get to ten point guards that are better than Fred uh, Van Vliet. Uh, it's actually hard. Like if you don't include James Harden and Luka Doncic, try to get to ten. Would you take Westbrook over him? No.
1: Really? No. Okay. Is it a contract thing or just straight
2: up as players? As players, straight up. Wow. I don't think – Are you counting I'll Kyle as one of Westbrook. the 10? I just don't think he adds anything to your team anymore. Okay. The guy Fred, cannot hit Fred. a shot. I think he's done. He's, he's like John he's been, Wall. He's, he's been better of late.
1: He's been better of
2: late. Ah, man, man. Um, it's iffy. I think Fred w- – Would you take Trey Young Fred? Over, over, over Fred? That's probably where, – That's where the breaking point is. Like you'd probably take mm-hmm. Trey over him maybe. Like, but right Fred now, Fred is winner, definitely right? more of a winner. My thing is, like, yo, way there's more of a nobody who's not going to take Fred VanVleet in a trade. It's not like he's Terry Rozier. That's true. Like, yo, yeah. if you sign Fred to a $20, $22 million deal a year. Which is realistically the most that we're talking about. Yeah.
1: Right? It's not going to be, like, a $30 million deal. It's not.
2: You're telling me there isn't, like, multiple teams out there that would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, cool. We'll trade for Fred VanVleet on that deal. Like, in his prime. Yeah, a, Fred VanVleet, in his prime, is worth $22 million a year.
1: 26-year-old Fred VanVleet, who's already averaging, like, 18 and 8. Like what? Are you really know, with the championship people? experience, can shoot, play defense, unselfish, great locker room guy. You know, like I was, you know, in practice and shit like that. Like he was t- teaching, like Chris Boucher, like how to draw fouls and stuff. I was like, all right, like you know, let's this guy. Like everyone rallies around this guy. Come on, man, stop doubting Fred, man. No, no, no more Fred. Like Danny Poots. Green
2: gets paid fifteen a year. Yeah, Seth Curry's getting paid ten a year, right? $10, Ten, twelve a year. Yeah, like this is what the market is for him and you pay him and he's tradable and the biggest thing is yeah. like yo people are like oh what about Giannis in 2021 first of all we know fred can, you can do first it first of all we know fred can play on a championship team <laughs> like yeah. we already know this and the second thing is about, like he's tradable guess what one of the biggest what things do you that think? malcolm brogdon has a player option for the 2122 season i believe We're not
1: trading for malcolm brogdon man Relax. hey no he's in indiana brogdon is he's like in indiana. 86 years old already he's
2: in indiana he says he's not going to resign indiana's like all right we'll trade him fred lives where rockford guess where rockford is in the middle of milwaukee indiana chicago you think you can't find a trade to one of those three teams for fred van vliet you think you can't sign and trade for malcolm brogdon with fred going back out
1: i just think in the Giannis presentation you show him the highlight clips of fred van vliet seven threes (laughs) and you're like you want to play with him (laughs) and then fred's like yo i'm right here man i'm still on the team like I think it's more of a sell-out friend on the team. And also, you can manage the cap. You can move Norm if you want to. Although, I would also very much like to show Giannis
2: a highlight pack of Norm Powell from 2017 and be like, you see these bums you've been playing with since time? And also, um, people concerned about Fred being like, oh, he's going to get a big paycheck from somewhere else. First of all, Fred Van Vliet in Toronto ooh. has maximized every single um, advertising opportunity he's gotten. He's not going to get those same opportunities once he goes stateside. Yeah. Just because he's there not are no shoeless Joes in New York City. Yeah, dude canadian tire is not gonna is there there's no canadian tire equivalent that's gonna be giving him money yeah, can, canadian tires not giving him asmr money amex is not giving him money man like if he's stateside yeah that's true
1: um shout out to the amex travel card by the way great 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 points on that one yo i got their cash back card man i love it wow all right free promo there wow yeah. there you go uh my guy Nils from Rats Republic asks, if Norm misses a significant time along with Fred, is Jamal Crawford a viable option to bring in? I got to ask, bro, who's been asking about Jamal Crawford? Who's been <sighs> saying Jamal this? Crawford's I- agent? <laughs> I don't want to see Jamal Crawford. Here. I think he's a nice guy, really nice guy. Actually, I was assigned to work on a profile of Jamal Crawford last year. Yo, if he wants to and play get, in
2: the RR three on three, I will give up my spot. De- definitely, man. Actually, I'll, I'll give, I'll, up, we'll I'll give some... up Will's spot. I'm not gonna give up my. Yeah,
1: spot. I'm. I'm a, basically a coach at this yeah. point anyway, will man. Just I'm like the ju- tournament, tournament fee for us. Honestly, I'm like, uh, and I and I pay for the you know the uh, wherever we go, Dirty Bird.
2: Oh yeah, the Dirty Bird, and yeah. he makes me breakfast in the morning. Will's a, all right. Will makes great set, great eggs, guys. I'm 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 telling you, my role on this Raptors Republic
1: team is Jamal uh McClure in his last year when he was a Raptor and he was washed and he was basically a coach. That's that's my role on the team. But uh, yeah, I mean Jamal Crawford, I mean he's just really old. Like if it's on a ten day, sure, but I don't give a, I don't really care who comes in on a ten day to be honest.
2: Yeah. Honestly, but, like, like would you rather Jamal Crawford or like JR Smith? Like, no, no, man. None of these. I don't care about these names. That's the thing. I'm good. And the problem What's is, the I don't even there? care if Fred and Norm out for a long time. We play too many crap teams. It's not going to matter. Just play Terrence Davis. Like that, what? Yeah, just play Terrence even Davis. Pap, even Pat
1: McCaw brings more to the table than Jamal Crawford, uh, which I know it sounds like slander, but honestly, McCaw, like, at least he plays defense. And look, man, I would rather... The defensive aspect of the team stay intact. Offensively, they might struggle, sure, but like it's not like Jamal Crawford's gonna come
2: in and give you like twenty efficient. You know points. who needs Jamal Crawford, the New York Knicks. Yeah, you know they who needs need Jamal again, Crawford, man. the Detroit Pistons because they gotta sell tickets.
1: Right? Oh, yo, the those Pistons, are the teams yo,
2: that Jamal he, Crawford should go to. Like, we don't need Jamal Crawford. Also, he's not a winning player. Like, we don't need. Yeah, he's not a plus guy. I'm, Send him good. somewhere else. I'm good. I'm good. We
1: good. Uh, Ari. R. E. P. S. Please comment on the growing sect of people super thirsty for OG. He's a very intriguing guy. What can I say? What's the question? Please comment on the growing sect of people super thirsty for OG.
2: Like as a basketball player or OG as OG? Uh either one, I guess. Either one. Well, I don't know, man. OG's got OG's got a Brandon Bass body. Like he's built, so He's got a Brandon Bass. Dog. Get out of here, bro. Oh, he's jacked. He's got shoulders on him and he's got like cannons for thighs and calves. Brandon Bass
1: was the most built guy with the least athleticism. All he did with that like huge amount of muscle was shoot mid range jumpers from Rayshon Rondo. (laughs) It was weird watching him. I don't
2: know. Um, Honestly, yeah,
1: I OG's I, I, OG's just a cool Brandon dude. Bass, whatever, he's interesting. Like they hurt
2: every single time he jumped <laughs> because I'm like, there's way too much muscle on his body. <laughs> yo, don't don't slander Zion 1.0 like that. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Well, O.G.'s game per se, like, yo, he's special. Like, he just does special things on the court, yeah. And he we makes it, it look so accidental and easy. Mm-hmm. We're just like, oh, he just decided to do it, so he did it. And I'm like, man. That's cool. That is he's so like He's cool. got a whimsical quality yeah. about him, and he's a cool dude. Like he just—he yeah. seems incredibly smart. Like he just he seems is. very intelligent. Bro, come
1: on, man. He had a—he his parents. First off, he—he's he, got immigrant parents, and second of all, he's got immigrant parents who were university professors. <laughs> you tell me, OG wasn't getting straight A's on everything, man.
2: And isn't he a youngest child or something?
1: Probably, yeah. and his older brother played in the NFL. So there's some oh, high man. expectations for my guy, OG. So. Yeah, he's he's done quite well for himself. Uh VTech Poppy, shout out. Shout out the human tomato. Ask uh, why is Macaw <laughs> Yo, that ladybug slander thread is incredible. <laughs> it's uh unfortunately it's been lost because uh multiple pieces <clears> of that <throat> comments yeah. are lost. Yeah. What happened to that boy? <laughs> uh VTech Poppy says, uh why is Macaw the new Jody Meeks? When did this become a thing? Why is it a thing? I, you know what, man? Okay, I get it. McCaw is weird, and like, I, I get annoyed with him too. I'm not above it at all. Like, I, I got it. I feel it. Today. <laughs> but I'm like, also, ultimately, he's unselfish. He moves the ball. Uh, he defends. You know what he seems like? He's you know, generally you know, doing the right you know thing. You like,
2: know when you're playing like uh, like a sport in like high school gym class, and the teacher has to sub mm-hmm. in to fill in like a fill in like a role. That's what Patrick McCaw is because he's never trying to score or do anything. He's just trying to keep the play going. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I'll let everybody else play. I'm just going to pass the ball. And yeah. it's like the defense knows he's not going to do anything. So they mm-hmm. just like play yeah, yeah. defense on him. And mm-hmm. it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> he's he's really
1: what Joe Wolf on was for uh, our D.P. potson team. <laughs> Actually, Wolf on might have more scoring potential than McCall. Oh. Yeah, I mean, whatever. He doesn't upset the apple cart. So for the most part, as long as his offense isn't really hurting the team too much, which like usually by the second half teams are like
2: all right, he really is like the shoot. NBA equivalent of tofu. W- what what like, what kind of take is that? What do you mean? You gotta explain that. Like yo, he just doesn't do anything. Like he fills a spot. Like he f- takes up minutes. He, what? He doesn't affect anything. Doesn't, yo, don't slaughter tofu on my podcast, man. No, he doesn't bring you? any flavor. He doesn't bring anything. Like, wow! Wow! Cor- tofu at his core has no wow. flavor. Okay, all right, fair. Right? But like, you gotta season st- it. Yeah. But like the but tofu tofu's itself delicious. is nothing okay all right
1: we'll move on from this man uh-huh. this is a our team relationship rep asked the second question can you walk us through what it's like as, as media at a game or raptors practice what do you do while you're there where do you go i mean i mean where do i go it's pretty straightforward i go to the Scotiabank like Scotiabank arena where they play basketball or the OVO practice facility where they practice basketball um what do i do there i mean honestly there's a lot of waiting around there's a lot of observing uh you i mean it depends on what you're trying to work on if you're trying to work on features or profiles like that you try to talk to the players a lot of times you talk to my practice you talk to the pr people the team there and you let them know hey i want to talk to this and this they'll say sure they'll they'll corral them and you got like five minutes and you talk to them whatever or if you're like me and you just observe and and give takes on the team stuff like that then you know you just try to collect as much observations as possible there's scrums happening you go to the scrums, sometimes you get a question and sometimes you don't. Chances are pretty good that the veteran reporters are going to ask like eight questions. So you really have like one chance to ask a real question if you really want to do it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just honestly a lot of waiting around, you know, holding a microphone. It's not that glamorous. I'm not going to lie to you. And sometimes you walk through the hallway with Alex and uh, Derek Rose comes through and says Nee, howdy you randomly. So. <laughs> That really happened. The first game, the first Pistons game in Toronto, we were like for some reason right outside the Pistons locker room. Which actually, it's fun being in the locker room because you can walk in and there's a giant TV in the corner,
2: and <laughs> he they're just, playing. So he like walk by you and unprompted, just just like, anyhow. Yeah, that's moving. it. for for real. Wow, for real. Oh my that's it. god. <laughs> Yo.
1: I, I said uh, yeah I said in the reaction podcast that Derrick Rose got like 350 on his SAT but like for real like it's it's, it's on that level. Your favorite
2: um, my favorite tweet I saw someone posted again today it was like that image of like Derrick Rose when he's in like the like when he hits that buzzer beater and he's in the crowd it's like the still image of him like kind of like shocked or whatever the weird face mm. and the caption's just like <laughs> with the crowd's chanting MVP you trying to figure out what that spells. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh buddy. I,
1: Anyway, yeah, that's that's what happens at uh, Raptors games. All right, we, we've gone a long time, so we're going to really speed through the rest of these questions. There's so many. If we don't get to it, I apologize. Um, Scoop's Troop asks, do you see Fred taking over as our next starting point guard? If so, what aspects of his game do you think he needs to tweak or work on to hit that status? I do see him as the next starting point guard. And uh, I don't actually think he needs to change too much about his current game. It's really just about... Decision making and then paring down what he currently does into being more efficient and making better
2: decisions. He's already a pretty good decision maker, but yeah, it'd be yeah. nice Do for him to agree? get like a mid range game, like some sort of like, yeah, middle, like a floater. Yeah, because right now it's either just at the rim or at the three. Um, and then the only other thing is just like you know, get even better at drawing fouls. I think his finishing yeah. has improved this season, but as long as that gets any better, I think his game has basically gotten to where his floor is a starting point guard now, yeah, so it's all fine. Uh Emoji
1: says, why do people want to trade Kyle? Man's playing elite level basketball. It's like, yeah, of course. I don't know. People just want to trade Kyle because I've already said this. It's like a love hate thing, man. You know, it's just you're married with somebody. You're there. You go through the ups and downs. You're like, oh, man, can't wait to break up with you. And then you you don't actually do it. You're just there. Maybe I'm just speaking more problematic relationships than my my grandparents had, but like honestly, you
2: know. people are just jealous. People are just bigger. People that's just that's it. They just bicker. But it is what it is. People are just jealous. Honestly, it's just because he's got a giant, uh, giant posterior. and uh, okay. As soon as I wasn't as, sure where you're gonna go with that. As soon as yeah, I had to figure out the word. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and honestly, the thing is like when he misses shots, it just looks really bad. Like Kyle Lowry's body yeah, type just makes awkward. it look like he's really bad when he's not playing well, which <laughs> is why he's easy to slander. But that's true. He's just a goddamn good player. So he's really the the
1: most important player in Raptors history. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, there was that tweet that, that was flying on uh, after the finals was uh, Kyle Lowry got a fat booty and a ring, and a lot of y'all can't say that. <laughs> that's that's an incredible tweet, man. That's really good. Uh <laughs> DME asked can this become a slander pod praying for Powell and Serge um honestly we did i mean we we signed her a little bit but you know you have real basketball takes to give so yeah uh so far John says is there any information on in the ether on Dewan is he not is he like not playing D league practice or something I, I i don't know i mean i think he's just at the 59th pick and he's in the G league right now honing his skills there's nothing really to report on that
2: yeah I don't know, yeah. the little bit I've seen of him is he's just not, like, I think he just lacks a little bit on the speed side, he lacks a lot on the strength side, so it's just like, yeah. once he gets he's- strong enough to be a big, then, like, his game actually matters. Right now, it's like, you can have nice mm-hmm. touch, you can have all these things, but if you're not strong enough as a big, you're just not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. Um, so,
1: Joe's, as, thoughts on the dirty Pistons, injuring Powell with, like, a minute left. That That's not what happened. Yeah. That's I don't fair. think they were trying to injure Powell. I, it's a legal play. I was, as we detailed, it's a little dangerous of a play, but it's within the rules. And I don't, I don't think Blake Griffin was like, "Let me just injure Nora Powell right here." And man. honestly, That's all
2: weird. Norm had to do was just not play defense like he usually does, and he. <laughs> yo, that yo relax, <laughs> relax, man. No, hopefully, Norm, he's fine, man. I'm hoping he's our, all th- right our here. thoughts are
1: with you, Norman Powell, and your shoulder. Um. Oh man, there's so many questions. Go through uh, them. P- Pink Lover 27 is Nick Nurse McCaw's agent, but seriously, what is McCaw's appeal that he's getting so much playing time over Davis or Rondo?
2: Uh I've got my my theory is it's part of Nick, well, Nick Nurse's McDonald's contract. It's uh, yeah, yeah. entirely just has to do with his name as being Makau. Wow,
1: wow. Okay, that's a that's a pretty good theory. Let's run with that one. Uh, a man asks, uh, do you think do the Raptors trade for Holiday or Redick? I'm kind of good on more point guards, to be honest. I'm not trying to give up a future assets so I can have a third point guard that I can't really play to get. Like, you're not maximizing Holiday's value if you're playing him with Lowry and Van Vliet, And if you're trading with Lowry or Van Vliet for one of the guys, then, like, what are you doing? So, yeah, you're adding years in salary for no reason. So, it's like, uh... Raddick, I don't mind as much. Like, I think he would be a contributor. But Just you, personally. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to hear him say Nihao or something worse to me in the locker room. So, uh, I'm good on that one. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, it, as a player, sure. I mean, we'll see what the price is. Honestly, I don't want to see the Raptors give up too much for a marginal addition. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Colangelo's caller. Great, 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 uh, great name. Um how do you think uh, Nick will fill the minutes left by Mark? Is it simply more minutes for Boucher slash go smaller more often? Any chance Dewan Hernandez gets a look? I think Dewan probably gets a chance to play garbage time, but uh, I think I Boucher don't gets a chance again,
2: right? The same way when Surge is out. Um, yeah. You're just kind of like on defensively, you might be a
1: little bit weak. Yeah. And you have Ronda out there, too. Yeah. R- Ronde helps a little bit. As yeah. well. so Ronde has, a, combined, Ronde has a
2: normal role again, so let's see what he can yeah. do with it. I kind of hope he stops dribbling the ball as much. I do not Whoa, like he, his he, one-on-one attacks. I don't know why that started, but.
1: it's I know. I'm, I'm sure Nick Nurse was like, bro, can you just chill? Like, What's going on with you, man? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um. The, 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 after, I mean, he benched him. He straight up benched him after he took two threes against the Nets. He's like, no, you're not playing again, man.
2: Yeah, but that's my Muslim brother, so we ain't going. We are going to slap that, Ronde. There you go. There you go,
1: uh, Munib. asks, with Powell and Gasol out, and possibly Fred out for the next bit, is this group of players able to replicate what the Raptors did when Ibaka and Lowry went down? You know, yeah, they have a they have a garbage probably. they have a garbage schedule coming up. there kind of their schedule coming up is fine. trash. And also, I think Fred's coming back like like, like next week. game. Yeah. So we all right. Uh, Dylan asks with Gasol out. I mean, we already answered this question. To show the Raptors trade for Drew Holidays? uh are the pistons coaches simply trying to avoid getting blood clots by standing slash walking <laughs> around so damn much <laughs> i was like where is this going that's great that was from andy are the detroit pistons coaches simply trying to avoid getting blood clots
2: honestly that goes to the thing they just don't have enough bodies in their arena so it's really cold yeah. they're just trying to stay warm dog
1: yeah also you know dwayne casey is the best defender on that t-
2: <laughs> at age
1: 60 he's like yo just do what i'm doing and Andre Drummond's like, nah, I'm good. Uh, Lace Sports says, did you see Ibaka's documentary? Anything is possible. How much did it make you love the fact that a Ibaka plays for the Raptors and b Ibaka won his first championship with the Toronto Raptors? I have not seen it yet. I will see it. Um, you know, all, honestly, Ibaka's story is just incredible all around, and I'm sure. I, I think the documentary is about this past year where he took the you know trophy back home to Congo, to Brazzaville, and he went to the restaurant that he used to beg for food at outside of, and um, Ibaka's whole story is insane, man, like, just just think about where he came from in terms of the circumstances, uh, it was, a civil war was going on, I'm pretty sure, well, I don't want to speculate on this, but, you know, it was he was separated from his parents due to political issues and also health issues, he had to, like, fend for himself on the streets, and he had to, like, literally beg for money and stuff like that, and beg for food. And somehow he goes from that to playing overseas and then coming to the NBA, being a prominent player, going through heartbreak, getting traded multiple times, and then becoming a champion and playing a big role in them becoming a champion. Like, come on, man. This And now he's, like, one of the most stylish players in the NBA, if not the most stylish, and making all these videos and, like, a better YouTuber than most YouTubers out there. Like,
2: Yeah, and honestly, all these years you've heard, like, all these yeah. NBA players also, like, just call him, like, oh, he's a fake tough guy and all this other nonsense. You know, they always cool. go at him. And it's just like, like man, shut up! up, in up. Like, the middle who's of a Matt Barnes war. and who the is Kendrick Perkins, man? Honestly, yeah. Sit down, yeah. yo. Sirs, so a real one. Yeah, a real. And one. he
1: choked out Marquise Curst one time. It was great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
1: oh, man. <laughs> yeah, this this is it, man. We, we've gone long enough. Thanks to uh, everyone for sending in the questions. I appreciate it a lot. And I'll hopefully answer some of them uh, on Twitter after this. But, uh, Asad, you got to go to sleep. You got to go to work tomorrow. I also have to go to work tomorrow, although, you know, it's not as pressing. The Raptors don't want to practice, so I might be chilling. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Asad, thanks for coming on the podcast. Follow Asad on Twitter, at Swarlasers. Anything else to plug?
2: No, nah, man. It's all right now. That's all right now. Um, You know, well, I guess I'm a volunteer at yeah, Yahoo Sports. Um,
1: wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, it was good intentions It really was. Good. It, is, it, it is pretty funny when you see it, especially when you know them personally. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh man.
1: So, all right, all right. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to KFC for sponsoring the podcast, and I'll be back next week with another uh, Raptors podcast.